The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC presents the Pismo Beach Today Show. If it's happening in Pismo Beach, it's on Pismo Beach Today. Now, here's your host, Anita Schauer. Oh my gosh, it's Sunday. Good afternoon. My, 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 we're getting right through January. Welcome to the Pismo Beach Today Show. My name is Anita Schauer. And I am your desired radio personality. Last week, we had with us from Las Brisas Retirement Community in San Luis Obispo over on Briarwood, the most spectacular Nora O'Donnell and the second most spectacular Tracy Smith. And they're just both wonderful people who know all about that community and would be happy to show you around. So remember, there's a podcast of the show and you'll learn a lot about uh, the acreage there all of the amenities the size of the rooms the fact that nora is the recreational director for the entire complex the parking that's available and that you can take your dog with you over there and live this week's guest is alexandra known by all of us as alex morris m-o-r-r-i-s and Alex is a certified geriatric care manager. And we're going to learn all about those types of things that we should know about. So we're going to move into our conversation right after we thank our sponsors. And that would be Robert Robert, who is Dr. Electric. Because his electrical health is, is his main concern. Your electrical health is his main concern. And Miss Etiquette, teaching manners to children and interested adults. Diamond Jewelry and Loan with their spectacular location in Santa Maria. Go in and see Bobby if you're looking for an instrument or some jewelry, or you want to go through her archery department over there. And remember, they have computer items and they have air compressors and watches. 805-314-2028. 805-314-2028. And please remember that the store is closed on Thursdays and Sundays. Jim Dritzes of Dritzes and Company coming on soon. We want to know what the IRS wants this year from last year's accounting. That's going to be fun. Bruce Van Vork of Finn's Seafood Restaurant on the Beach at the end of Grand Avenue. Thank you to Bruce for all his fine food, his wonderful music, and for always hosting and supporting the Five Cities Homeless Coalition's fundraisers. Dr. Dan Kopp of the Kopp Dental Group with Dr. Mike Roberts and Dr. Alina True joining Dr. Dan Kopp, 805-543-5321, 805-543-5321. And I give the Kopp Dental Group my highest rating, 300,000 billion, 7 million and 9 trillion. 
Pismo Dice with Pat McCann. Remember that you may find his wine over there at Blast and Brew and also at Costa de Oro Wine Tasting Room in Santa Maria. And uh, they serve his wine at Splash Cafe downtown Pismo Beach. Sierra Body Shop, Grover Beach on beautiful South 4th Street. These professionals are all you need for the care of your vehicle. They'll give you not only a courtesy estimate on the repair, they'll give you a courtesy ride in their courtesy vehicle. Hello, Johnny. Sierra Body Shop, 805-481-3855. And a Royal Grandy Home and Garden, get over there. It's uh, springtime. It's beautiful in there. Flowers and shrubs and patio furniture. Just lovely. Plants. Great big pots, little tiny pots. 805-779-3080. 779-3080. And Doug McMillan and his two fine restaurants. Thank you for being sponsors. That would be Rosa, Rosa's Restaurante and Ada's Fish House. Call for information, reservation 773-0551, 773-0551. And Roxy Buchanan of the Natural Toolbox, Pismo Outlets, opens 11 a.m. daily. And remember that uh, Roxy is a doTERRA essential oil specialist. And we welcome Council Chevron on 13th at Grand Avenue, Grover Beach. They have wonderful service, wonderful products, lots of ice cream, a darling store full of sweatshirts and everything for the beach. And remember the car wash. And it's a lot of fun. Really, I've done it many, many times. Lots of fun. Keeps your car nice and clean and pretty. And Elizabeth Head Insurance Services and her Farmer's Insurance Office on Camino Real and Grover Beach for a couple more weeks. And then we're going to go and move to Grover Beach. Hallelujah, Elizabeth. Thank you. 481-5324. 481-5324. And I will give you her new address when she gives it to me. And we welcome Sandy and her daughter, Louise, of the newly located Halcyon store in Grover Beach on Grand Avenue at 13th Street, right across from Couts. If you go in there and say you heard this on the radio show all about them, they will give you a discount. Yes, they will. 489-2432 is their number. 489-2432. The United Way of San Luis Obispo. Remember, tax season is here, and they're going to give you some information on a website about what they can offer you and help you with and guide you in the right direction. And as soon as I get that, from the United Way, I will give that to you hopefully next week. United Way 541-1234, 541-1234. And Brenda Auer, a wonderful human being and the Cracker Jack realtor in our area. Office is located in the village of Arroyo Grande, number 805-801-6694, 805-801-6694. And thank you to Splash Cafe and their award-winning products for being a sponsor. And be sure to go online while waiting in line to order and then order some fabulous products, including cakes. Yes, cakes, clothing wonderful spices, sauces, and their award-winning clam chowder all can be delivered to you. Yeah, think about that. Activity guide was delivered December 15th. 
2022. And if you did not get one, please call Colleen at Recreation Pismo Beach, 805-773-7063. City Council meetings are first and third Tuesdays of every month in the Council Chambers, Pismo Beach. Preserve is open as long as it's not raining. You want to ask about it, 544-9096 is the phone. And that's the Land Conservancy. They're in charge. 544-9096. And remember, the Visitor's Center is located in one of the airstreams on the Pismo Pier. Go talk to those lovely people. Pismo Beach City provides two beach wheelchairs for three-hour increments. You may sign up at the excuse me, the Sandcastle Inn on the beach. That's where they're located. So you just go to the Sandcastle Inn on the beach and let the people that are the receptionists know that you want to use the beach wheelchair. You may call if you like, 773-2422, 773-2422, free of charge. Thank everyone you know who works for Pismo Beach for providing that. We want to thank the volunteers who descend upon the beach every Sunday morning. Thank you, Lisa, for keeping that going for us. They pick up all the cigarette butts. Remember, there is no smoking downtown Pismo Beach. And if you have to sneak a smoke, take your butts with you. Please support all the sponsors of the show. I would appreciate it. They would appreciate it. And the show is now in its eighth year. Thank you very much. And now for your listening pleasure, we're going to welcome, there she is, I know, Alex Morris to our show. Ah, there you are. Here I am. Thank you. <laughs> How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And I love your uh, your backdrop, and I'm sure that's your, your office, isn't it? That's correct. It's just beautiful. You're thank tidy. You. I love that. <laughs> so, you know, you're our first person on the show to talk about dementia. Oh. And I, I, it's time. We've been doing this for eight years, and uh, I'm happy that I've met you recently and that you agreed to come on the show. So what's the first question people want to know? What's the difference between having Alzheimer, Alzheimer's and uh, dementia? That's the number one question. So I'll tell you the difference. So dementia is just a group of symptoms. Alzheimer's is the number one cause of those symptoms. So I just want to quickly go through those symptoms. Yes, uh, please. Sure. Uh, short-term memory, short-term memory loss, uh, executive function, which is judgment, reasoning, focus, abstraction, and insight, uh, language challenges, behavior changes, and visual spatial changes. And how I might explain that is just how a person moves around the environment, how well they're able to track where the other items in the environment are, how well they sit down, get it in and out of a car, like that. So those are the five. You only, over the age of 65, you only have to suffer two of these symptoms significantly enough to affect your ability to function in your everyday life. So just two out of those five that I just mentioned, yeah. and, and you have dementia. The, the, the million dollar question is why? Okay, why? 60% of the time it's Alzheimer's disease, unfortunately, which is a very serious condition. Uh, 30, uh, guesstimate, 30% of the time it's also a serious neurological condition 
like frontal temporal dementia, Lewy body dementia, Parkinson's with dementia, and uh, multi-infarct dementia, which is, you know, a coronary-based. Uh, and 10% of the time, here's the good news, is it's something that can be treated. Maybe it's depression. Depression looks like Alzheimer's disease or dementia. Maybe it's just a, a vitamin deficiency, B12. Maybe it's a hyper or hypothyroidism. So if you have any of those conditions, which is not uncommon, that may be the cause or the main cause of the symptoms that you're experiencing. And if we correct those things, then the person gets better. If it's a vitamin deficiency, that's pretty simple to correct. Yes. Is, is, would blood work let you know anything about what's wrong in those areas? Blood work certainly is, is appropriate and necessary. Certainly it will quickly detect the uh, vitamin deficiency and the thyroid problem. Depression, there's other testing. There's, there's uh, several good tools out there that most doctors uh, and even you know, folks like myself are able to administer uh, observation, uh, other folks in their environment providing uh, their observations to get down to you know, what is going on. Is there anxiety? Is there depression? And if that's true, uh, there's many medications as well as diet and exercise that can help with that. Diet, the magic word. Yes. Is it uh, too many carbs, too much protein, too much cholesterol, not enough protein, not enough carbs? <laughs> it's very, very confusing. I will say that everything that we read about brain health points to traditional diets like the Mediterranean diet. And I think we all know what that means. A lot of fresh fruit and vegetables and very little sugar. Sugar, uh, I'm sorry if some of your listeners have sweet tooth. Sugar is <laughs> not good. Um, alcohol, not good. Um, in moderation, sure. Uh, smoking, very, very bad. It's still uh, bad. Very, very bad. The number one lifestyle risk factor is smoking. It's very difficult to get someone to stop smoking cold turkey or even, I don't even know if people broach that any more. If you see someone smoking, you don't say you shouldn't be smoking anymore. I certainly don't. <laughs> no, that's dangerous. I, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's none of my business. But if someone asks me, especially in this capacity as a dementia expert, I will tell them. It does a lot to your intestines and not good. I'm not an expert on smoking, but I will tell you that there's hardening of the arteries. It, it wreaks havoc. People think of the lungs, right? Yes. Uh, but the, it wreaks havoc with the vascular system. And the brain is incredibly vascular. The brain requires about 22% of the blood flow, the oxygen and the nutrients from your blood flow. And it only weighs about three pounds. It's a little thing. It is and incredibly <laughs> important. We are nothing without our brains. Oh, my God. And what does it do about mobility? What is what do about mobility? When uh, when you have dementia, oh, it certainly affects your mobility. That's what you're saying. The way you get in a car, get out of a car, oh. sit in a chair, all those. You can watch you can watch people and you already know by watching them, don't you? Yes. Yes. No. So. Oh, most people don't develop visual spatial challenges until they're well in the disease. But I will say sometimes it presents right up front. 
when I first meet a, a new client, I'm observing everything, including the way they move around their environment. One of the telltale signs yeah. is if a person who normally, when you're walking with them, it could be a level path, no you know, danger, but just a level path. If they're walking next to you, if that's their pattern, and then you start to notice they're starting to walk just a little bit behind you, yeah. Because they're watching your physical cues. I I watch, and if I stop, the person stops, and they won't start again until I start walking. I have several clients like that. Oh. And is, does that get worse? By that, I mean, does that start to slow down even more? Do you have to turn around and find them? Well, I, I'm i always kind of looking back a little bit. Yes. Uh, but, yes, sometimes our folks don't pick up on the cues and they don't move hardly at all. Oh, that's so sad. It's very sad. People think when they think of Alzheimer's or dementia as a, a cognitive condition, and it is. But the brain controls everything, including the body. Oh yes, the brain. The brain. You tell you want to do something. The brain knows first, and then it tells that part of the body. Yes, but that's almost, very quick. Almost instantaneous. Yes. Correct. So yes. you you have no idea it's even going on unless you've heard this before. It's not conscious now. And what about reading? Is there something about reading that might give you a clue that something's wrong? Well, what we're looking for is changes and more than just age associated changes, because sorry, uh, we all slow down as we get older, myself included. Um, what we first start to notice with certainly Alzheimer's is memory problems. The person is repeating themselves or misplacing things. Uh, again, we all kind of do this a little bit. Have you ever forgotten why you walked into a room? I mean, I do. <laughs> That's awful to say. It's true. <laughs> Uh, so at my age, you know, I just have my little watch on and I just considered extra steps, you know, go back in the other room and figure out, you know, why I left. And that's <laughs> um, very good. But, all, you know, all of those things, those are the typical things that families, usually families, but sometimes the person notice and, and say, uh-oh, is this regular aging or is it more? And in the very, very beginning, it's really difficult to tell the difference. Could it be that your brain's file cabinet is too full? <laughs> I'd like to believe that, yes. <laughs> but you've heard that before. <laughs> because we have so much on our minds. Well, that's different. Okay, if you have a lot going on, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to see my calendar, but if you saw it, it, it's like, you know, every day is filled with things. And I'm sure you're an active person. I'm sure yours is too. So if there's a lot going on, yeah, some things are going to slip through the cracks. That's why I have a calendar. I didn't even keep a calendar, not really, until I was 30. And then it was like, no, I, no, I need to write this stuff down and, and check it. I check my calendar every morning just to make sure something doesn't slip through the cracks. And that's just, you know, Good old-fashioned aging. Yes, yeah, so that's a very good idea, and people really need to understand that. No matter how great you think you are and your brain is, look at your calendar every morning. Give yourself that little pat on the back. Yes. I have folks who tell me, because I talk to a lot of people about this, uh, folks who say, oh, yeah, I go to the grocery store, and I don't I don't make a list. And I say, <laughs> I say God bless you. Uh, I always have a list. Okay, I may try to test myself. And just keep it in my purse. But before I walk out, before I go up to the checkout stand, 
I look at that list because I get really frustrated when I forget something that I need for dinner. Oh, that would be awful. Do people <laughs> forget people that have these signs? Do they are they transferred on to their pets? Do they forget to feed their pets? Do they forget to check the water bowl? Do they forget to clean the dishes, the pets' dishes? Yes. Uh, what I see a lot, I certainly see those things. And what I see a lot is adopting over time unhealthy habits like feeding your dog or cat regularly table food. So what I, whenever there's a pet in the house, of course, I'm looking at, for the things that you just mentioned. You know, is, the, is there water? Is there food readily available? Do they have food in the house? And I also look at the animal. A lot of times, not always, but a lot of times that animal's overweight. Very. Yes. And that's from eating scrambled eggs and bacon in the morning. <laughs> or turkey or beef or whatever from the table. Yes, that is correct. And is that because it's easier or the fact that you don't want to spend the money on dog food or cat food? I don't think that's it. I, I think they forget you, you want to give your pet a little treat. Maybe you've done that for a long time. And you give them a little piece of whatever, piece of meat from your plate. And then they forget that they just did this. Or they think, here's where logic and reasoning comes in. Oh, you know, a little bit isn't going to hurt. And we all do this, by the way. I'm yes. not picking on people with dementia. Uh, we all do this, to, you know, to a certain extent. It's just it happens a lot. Uh, I see it anyway a lot with people with dementia. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Alex Morris, and Alex is a certified geriatric care manager. Are you someone that a person's family might want to hire? Yes, that's exactly correct. Yeah. So geriatric care manager looks at the whole situation. So other disciplines, and they're all necessary, and we all refer to each other. There's, there's placement folks, and they're great, and they have a purpose. Um, there's certainly doctors and lawyers and wealth managers and I mean all everybody has their role and what we do is we pull all of that together see where the deficits are see where there's down the line likely to be potential problems and put things into place by creating an assessment and a care plan most of us will do that from the very beginning you hire me to do an assessment and care plan it's a written report usually 10 or more pages of what I have observed and what they've told me, certainly, and what the seniors' values and goals are, that has to be taken into consideration. Yes. Looking at the financial situation in some detail, not a lot. Um, and then pulling together recommendations based on my experience and on the needs of the family, the needs of everybody. Uh, and they choose, they don't have to take my recommendations or recommendations. Uh, but I will say, if you listen to me, your life will be better. <laughs> oh, I think that, that's what I would like to know. When um, my mother was kind of fading, my mother knew it, though. Do do people say, I know that there is something going wrong? Yes, uh, that certainly happens. Uh, and I think sometimes uh, people don't talk about it like it, they keep it to themselves. There's this fear. Like, oh my, and by the way, I do that occasionally because I live and breathe this, right? Yes. So if I forget an appointment or I forget to call you back, you know, there's this twinge of fear just for a moment. It's like, ooh, 
you know, what's that about? And then, then I calm myself down. That's normal aging. Calm down, Alex. You know, people, I'm not a computer. You know, people make mistakes. My mother was always aware. So I've always been aware of that type of a situation, even amongst my, my friends that are in their 80s and 90s. I, I know what's going on. And if they're, if they're alone, they have no one around them. They have no family members. How do you, how do you help that person? Tell them about you? Well, yes. Usually I'm brought in by an adult child, quite honestly. All right. However, there's this big group of folks, and the New York Times has done a couple of fabulous articles in the past few months on solo agers. These are folks who don't have a spouse for whatever reason and don't have adult children, and they're on their own. And there's great concern about what is going to happen to those folks. So we have occasionally, as a group, we have those folks reaching out to us and asking for an assessment and care plan, asking for someone to take them to the doctor so they can that we can hear also what the doctor has to say and ask thoughtful questions. So, yeah. Oh, so you become a step-in family member. Essentially, that's correct. Yes. So I'm going, that was in the, in the New York Times? Yes, there's two articles in the New York Times on solo aging. Gee, that's wonderful. I bet you could give us a little conversation on that at some time. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And do you want to give your phone number? Sure. Okay. It's 805-441-7550. Oh, you got a good number. <laughs> and I also want to give my website because there's a Please. lot of information uh, about what we're talking about and me and my business on the website. So it's my name, Alexandra Morris, G-C-M, like geriatric care manager. Yes. Oh, very good. Okay. I have that on here. Thank you very much. As I said, you're the first person that we've had come on here and, um, you know, we're listening to the news every day, every week, every month. And people that we have grown up with who are stars are now passing away. And it, I spoke to someone the other day and it just really took, threw her, uh, took her through a, a loop. She was devastated and so depressed about the last three deaths. And I said, maybe you should just uh, get up and go outside for a walk. <laughs> That's good advice. I mean, get away from it. That's actually, I also read an article, I think it was in the New York Times, uh, about how we grieve over folks that we've never met. Why do we do that? I, I, well, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> um, but we we grew up with them. Like, for example, you know, Tom Cruise, love him or hate him, but I grew up watching his movies. You know, I, I've grown up to, with Tom Hanks. You know, if anything happens to Tom Hanks, I will cry, you know, so... And it's something's going to happen to all of us at some point. Right? So that's normal behavior, as strange as it may sound. It is normal behavior. When Robin Williams died, my son oh. cried. Yeah, that was so sad. So, no, that's normal. As long as it doesn't become, you know, obsessive, that's normal. All right. Wow. We'll have to tell that to the sound engineer who's listening, aren't you? Okay. So we're, we are going to take a short break and then we're going to come back to you. This is just so very interesting. I really want to talk to you about finances with people who are solo agers. So we're going to take a short break from the Pismo Beach Today Show. And Alex Morris is going to stay right with us and we will be right back. Thank you very much.
This is the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Stay tuned for more with your host, Anita Shower next. Today show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Here's your host, Anita Shower. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for staying with us. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show, and we have such a wonderful guest today, Alexandra Alex Morris, certified geriatric care manager, and uh, we will give you Alex's phone number. In, in a second again and you may uh, talk to her have her do an assessment for you and we just realized together that that's a positive thing to have in in your uh, bank that's, that's your will your living trust and an assessment of uh, life actually isn't it yeah that's exactly what it is that's right someone like me looks at the whole person the whole situation you know the family who's available and appropriate you know etc cetera, etc cetera. we look at and we look at options when the person just doesn't make sense to live at home anymore. That, that happens. We look at if they want to stay local, we look at local options. If they want to move close to a daughter, then we look at that. We look at the whole thing and project into the future. You're, you are a valuable person. <laughs> Thank because you because you can do all that. You're, you're associated with the Alzheimer's Association in San Luis Obispo. Yes, I worked for the association for 21 years. I loved it. They're great. Uh, and yes, I do some work, some education, and we're talking about me doing a support group for them in Santa Maria. And I do want to give a shout out, ALZ.org. They offer a lot of free services, including helpline. So if you're taking care of somebody that you suspect or you know has Alzheimer's or a dementia, it doesn't have to be just Alzheimer's. We talked about the other forms of dementia. They don't even need to have a diagnosis. Okay, they will talk to you. If your person has Parkinson's and now they're getting more confused and that happens, sure, reach out to the Parkinson's people, but I would say re also reach out to the Alzheimer's Association. They're super helpful and their helpline is staffed by very knowledgeable licensed professionals and it's available 24 seven is free. There's two magic things, 24 seven, and free that's correct so there's, there's, well there's always help you just have to realize that there is always help and let's give everyone your phone number once again please thank you it's uh 805-441-7550 and i want to tell a little story if i if i could it's yes. short i was at i went to my local grocery store a few years ago and i was wearing my walk shirt from the alzheimer's association because i even now that I'm not with them, I participate every year. Anyway, I was wearing my shirt. The, the checker says, oh, thank you for your help with the walk. You know, the, your work is so important. I said, oh, thank you. And she said, my mom died of dementia. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I hope we were helpful to you. And she goes, oh, no, my mom had dementia, not Alzheimer's. And I'm <laughs> thinking, oh, no. So I just want to make that very clear. Anybody who has dementia, even if you don't know the origin yet, uh, and sometimes we never really clearly know the origin. 
I can help you. The Alzheimer's Association can help you. There are professionals in our community that can help you. And you and uh, you can give us the, uh, the there are five signs, and you only need two. Significant, the- significant. significant. I don't want to scare people. Okay, so significant decline in short-term memory loss. So more than just where did I put my car keys, like not remembering how you got someplace. Okay, you're at, you're at the movies, you're at your friend's house, and you don't remember how you got there. Okay, big, you know, big stuff. Uh, so memory loss, executive function, which is the powers of thought, of judgment, reasoning, focus, abstraction, organization, and insight. Um, language challenges, and I didn't say this before, but I will because you brought up reading. So language, and this is oversimplification, is basically four pieces, right? It's reading, writing, my ability to express myself, and to understand you, four, these four domains. And they can all be impacted differently with the dementia. So in that way, dementia can be quite individual. It could present, if we, heaven forbid, we both had dementia, it would probably look very different in both of us. Let me see what I leave out. Visual spatial mm-hmm. which is how I move around the environment, how I perceive things and then behavior. And I mean, big behavior changes. It's usually anxiety driven because the part of the brain that manages fear and anxiety, the amygdala is overactive. And the part of the brain that helps keep us calm, that's right here, frontal lobe that tells you, it, you know, you almost get in a car accident. And, and this part says you're OK. You're all right. Take a breath. Or if someone, ins- you know, inadvertently insults me and I get a little flash of anger, right? It's like, calm down. Uh, it's all right. It's no big deal, right? That's This is the part of the brain that does that. And this goes quiet. So think of the dynamic. The part of the brain that's reasonable and measured, helps you with impulse control, is going quieter. And the part of the brain that manages fear and anger and anxiety is overactive. That's a awful dynamic. So the behavior that we see usually is bigger. So if I was already kind of a stubborn, angry person, now it's usually not always because we're individuals, but it's usually bigger. If I was a fearful person, it's probably bigger now. Oh, yeah. I said, well, thank you. We want to to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Vork, the Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice, Sierra Body Shop, Royal Grandy Home and Garden, Doug McMillan, The Natural Toolbox with Roxy Buchanan, Couts' Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, The Halcyon Store in Grover Beach, The United Way of San Luis Obispo County, Brenda Our Real Estate, and Splash Cafe. So if someone comes up to me and talks to me 35, 45, 50 minutes, and I see that person the next day and they can repeat that verbatim. Should I be concerned? No, if they can repeat verbatim, that's amazing. <laughs> I think, well, how do you do that? Most of us can't do that. That's a gift, right? Yeah, that's a gift. Um, uh, but by far, by far, most of us would remember meeting. I would remember meeting you. Well, I have met you recently. I remember a lot of what we talked about and did those few hours that we were volunteering. Yes. Will I remember everything without a trigger from you? No, 
No, because my brain's not a computer and our brains aren't computers. But there are people who have, can do that. I can do that. I was listening to a, a psychology program recently. I love my podcast. And they were talking about people with super ability to recognize faces. And even when those people have changed, like grown up or gotten older or grew a beard or cut their hair, right? Yes. They were able to recognize people's faces just as well as the programs that we have now, the, the computer programs um, that do facial recognition. Yes. And sometimes better. There are some amazing, amazing people out there. So you, you kind of wonder, is it this or is it this? Now, regarding finances, if you have a friend that says, you know, I can't quite figure out my checkbook anymore, and this person is in their 90s, and then you go and look at the checkbook and you see that uh, there are no checks in the checkbook and uh, the balance, whatever the person has made up is on a sheet of paper, and this person doesn't have anyone, should should I step in to help? Should I call you? Well, if you're a friend, yes, there are just for your very specific example, there are, are bill paying services out there. Um, but yeah, if if I would say if there's more than just that, because not being able to balance a checkbook anymore is annoying. Yes, but, but I would say, are they paying their bills or are they double paying their bills? Are, is when you go to their home to visit, are the bills and paper stacked, you know, where this is new behavior, like never like that before. Do they have trouble separating the, the spam and the junk from the stuff that's really important, important? So the pile just gets, it's one thing to have a pile of bills that you're going to address on the 1st and 15th, right? Yes. And it's another to have the stack with everything and I have done this many times. I will pick up a piece of one piece of paper and say, okay, this is junk mail. They want money from you. So we're going to get rid of this right now. And I put it in a pile and I, we create a pile. And then often they'll say, well, don't throw that away, Alex. I, I just want to look through that one more Ooh, time. Yeah. And then scary. I go back the next time and it's all jumbled up again. And that's right. Okay. That person needs help. Yes, most definitely. And let's go back to uh, these retirement communities are do you go into the retirement communities and talk to people that need your assistance i go into them almost every day uh the ones that i have clients at currently yes um yes i form very tight relationships with those communities uh, i love senior independent communities uh, uh, I think they provide a great service, all the socialization, and you don't have to cook meals necessarily anymore, right? You don't have to mow the lawn anymore. I think they're awesome. Uh, I typically don't get called in. It happens, but usually I'm called in when someone is struggling, often at home, but sometimes at a senior community, and um, I'm being asked to assess the situation and see how we might assist that person to function better in their environment. An assessment with you, is that one, two, three, four times? Is that how long it would take? Oh, uh, well, that depends on the situation, but it's at least three times, at least three okay. in-person visits. And I, I usually, uh, well, almost always talk to others that know this person and care about this person very, very much, which is usually an adult child or other family. And you, you feel that everyone should have this assessment at some point in their life. Don't in wait till the end. <laughs> 
In a perfect world, I would say, you know, you hit a milestone. Let's say it's 60. Let's say it's 65. You know, you hit some milestone, maybe when you retire, for example. Uh, and then, yeah, it, I mean, we, we all should update our documents. Yes. We should all look at our trusts or our wills right on a regular basis. And that's something that someone should, should be, I think, unbiased, obtaining. And then looking at once a year and seeing if, you know, something else needs to be added. Maybe I, maybe I got diagnosed with something in that year, or maybe I'm noticing that I'm having memory problems and I'm very concerned, or maybe someone close to me isn't in the picture anymore. So I have to think about developing my social circle, social circle, my, my network of uh, my social network. Which I know someone like you, Anita, you were so friendly when I met you, walked right up, you started talking to me. Okay, I have no worries about you, about social <laughs> network. <laughs> but some people, I mean, they age. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday. His wife was moved to memory care. He's very oh. sad. Um, and he lives alone and he wants to stay in his house, even though I'm encouraging him to move into a senior community because he's not getting out. Oh, that's bad. It's very bad. Oh, and he's new to this different lifestyle. It's fairly new. It's been a few months. Yeah, that's and new. His daughter is concerned. Uh, and after I met him, so am I. So, and his daughter is local? Yes. Oh, well, at least he has someone. Here, if you're, uh, what do you call us now, solo agers, that's that's a whole different ball game, isn't it? It is. I would hope, again, perfect world scenario, that if you're so, especially, but everyone should do this, but especially if you're a solo ager, that you spent decades forming those close ties with other human beings. So you could be supportive of them and they can be supportive of you. Some people do this through their, their church or other spiritual practices. And I think that's awesome. Um, other people do it through various uh, volunteering or social groups. Um, music ties people together. We were volunteering at that jazz festival, which was so much fun. You know, I there's I was told by you and others that a lot of these people meet every Sunday, not sorry, one Sunday a month and celebrate music and interact with each other. You know, that's what I would hope everybody would do. Join a, if you're listening. And I'm talking about you when I say you spend a lot of time alone. Join a group. Be, be around, making an effort. We have to make an effort and we have to maintain our current relationships because it's so easy to let them slip by the wayside. Well, I the make gentleman, the uh, gentleman who's, who's alone now, his wife is, been, is in a facility or has been placed several months ago. Should you encourage, or the daughter should encourage him to volunteer somewhere that someone would pick him up and take him to a senior center? That's a great idea. Yes, that's one of the things that we, we talk about because we all, having a purpose and feeling like you contribute to the world in some fashion, is a, it's a basic human need. And right now he doesn't have that. Oh. So yes, I, I, I would love, I'd pick him up and take him to, you know, wherever he wanted to volunteer. I had one person, there's so many volunteer opportunities. Oh, there are hundreds upon hundreds. Oh, yeah. I When I moved to a new area, I would I did birding because I wanted to know people mm. and I like birds. Uh, and I volunteered at an animal shelter socializing cats. 
and I met people, but it also fed, fed me because, you know, I was contributing to my local community. So yeah, those, that's a great suggestion. Volunteer. Yeah. Well, they say a friend is your needs answered and, and you understand that that's what a friend is. Yeah. I agree. Especially cat people. We're also very special, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Alex Morris. And uh, it's such a wonderful conversation to, to realize it's okay to forget something once in a while. But if you go somewhere and you don't remember how you got there or why you got there, you might want to consider something is amiss. Yes. It's, it, it's you know, Medicare several years ago uh, started reimbursing primary physicians to do a cognitive screen before amazingly they didn't um so there's no reason why your primary physician whether again whether it's 60 or 65 or 70 pick an age uh, uh why there's no reason why they shouldn't be doing that uh, because they get reimbursed for that time where they do their cognitive assessment and it's a key piece of aging well well it certainly would get you, give you a heads up if somebody said oh by the way i've noticed Yes. Oh, yeah. If, it, if a trusted, and this happens a lot, if a trusted individual, someone who knows you, pulls you aside and says, Anita, I'm a little worried and let me tell you why. I would hope that if someone did that to me, that I would listen. I'd probably be scared at first, but eventually, that you know, soon that I would listen. One of the things that I teach families to say to parents is, Mom, if I ever noticed any memory or other cognitive changes in you, would you want me to tell you? So you're kind of asking for permission. It's better to do that before you notice anything. That's right. Um, but sometimes they're asking the question when they have noticed. And if mom says yes, you gently explain until their eyes glaze over or they get defensive or whatever. And then you back away and you address it next week or there's time. Most dementias are slow moving. There's time if you catch it early. When you work with families, do you find that the daughter is usually in charge of the parents as opposed to the son? Almost always. Yes. Oh my. It's I, we're just, we're, you know, no offense against the fellows. I'm working with a son right now. I mean, husbands, I mean, they're there. I'm not disparaging fellows. Uh, women are socialized. We're social. We're communicators. Uh, we're often planners. Um, and it, at least with some of those skills, we tend to be better than the fellas. I've, I don't know how many husbands over the course of my life I've heard say, oh, you know, talk to my wife about that event or getting to dinner because she she manages our social social schedule. Right. Yes. Fellas often leave it up to us. Well, I think. We have a better relationship with our parents and always have. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, I mean, most of us are raised that way. You're just raised to, to re, to assume that role in the household, which carries over into your own household. Certainly it's different. There, there's other cultures that's, that's ingrained, right? Certain Asian cultures oh, and, yes. and Hispanic cultures you know, that, that's ingrained that the, the daughter's going to step up in some fashion. Yes. Well, we'll just what the boys will still fix the cars and, and uh, mow the lawn, right? 
Yeah, uh, and I'll share in my family, the reason I do this, have done this, I changed yes. my major in college from anthropology to gerontology when my grandmother was having problems. And my there was two boys, three boys and a girl, and uh, my father, two uncles and an aunt. My father, they did what they were good at. They paid the taxes, they managed the finances, they maintained the property, right? They yes. purchased things, they did their skill set. And my aunt is the one that provided the physical care. Oh, and the fellows ponied up money to pay for uh, in-home care. Whatever needed to be, they did that. That's right. That's terrific. Yeah. Gosh, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. We call that a collaborative caregiving situation. You don't all have to do the same thing or the same amount. You just need to work together. Well, you take that pie and you figure out who's going to get which piece. That's right. And that's how it works. That's right. Now, at, at what age should someone be aware of this assessment? It just depends on, or would you say you had some points? At 60 years old, you should be aware that Alex can come in and do an assessment for you. I would say uh, 65 kind of rings in our culture. All right. You know, retirement age and all of that. Uh, supposedly, it keeps going up, but that's a different topic. Uh, so, so I would say, you know, 65. People are used to things like Medicare, Social Security, whatever, happening at 65. So, hey, that's just a good reminder. If you're retiring or getting Medicare, it's time to get that assessment. And tell me what you thought of studying anthropology. Wasn't it uh, Margaret Margaret Mead time? Yes. <laughs> she, was, she was a hero of mine. Yes, yeah. she was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I took all of the ology classes in college. <laughs> I was never super good at math. I just did the minimum uh, just so I could pass statistics because to get a graduate degree, you have to have, you have to have. Yeah, isn't that a, well, I, I passed statistics. I was shocked, but <laughs> I thought it was fun when I figured out it was nothing but a puzzle. There you go. I agree with you. I love statistics. It was hard, but I love it. Yeah. But I, I liked anthropology very much. And I, and I always think, well, I'd love, I'd love to go on a dig sometime. <laughs> Anthropology, you also study different cultures, and I liked that, too. So, yeah. But anyway, it, the cards were dealt differently, and that's okay, uh, because I love what I do. I've loved the opportunities I've been afforded. I've been a long-term care ombudsman in the past, who's someone who goes into long-term care homes and advocates for the rights of the people who live there. I ran an assisted living. Boy, is that a hard job. Um, I ran an adult daycare center, which... That would be difficult. We really needed, by the way, a plug, we really need an adult daycare center in Slow or the five cities. And I've been advocating for that. Um, we have an excellent one in Paso, but that's, you know, you got to do the grade. It's a, it's a journey for people. And how large is it? Does it is it 20 people a day? Uh-huh. That sounds right. Yeah. It, things have changed a bit with COVID, but yeah, I think they're up to 20. Well, maybe we could get one soon in, uh, in, Paso, in uh, San Luis Obispo. Certainly. The population would, would attest to that. Yes. I, I've uh, told uh, Supervisor Jimmy Paulding, who I've been talking to about this issue uh, on several occasions, that we could easily fill it. There's, there's plenty of folks who need the help. We could easily fill it. And are you familiar with Karen Jones, who's an ombudsman? For, she lives in Napomo and is all over San Luis Obispo. Yes. I think she, not think, she would agree with everything that you have to say. 
I sure I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you must have a you must have a wonderful network of professionals that you feed off of and feed into. Yes, um, I'm part of the uh, Adult Services Policy Council that okay. meets once a month. Are you familiar with it? Yes. Okay, perfect. It's, you know, government agencies, nonprofits, different entities out there, uh, the long-term care folks, I mean, uh, APS, Adult Protective Services, right. I mean, everybody, everybody uh, involved in senior care, at least it feels like everybody is a part of that team. And we, a subgroup of us just met just before this conversation to talk about the priorities and how we as a small group of people, I think there's 11 or 12 of us, can facilitate, can get more money from government and can facilitate enhancing services that already exist. So we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We don't want to, to provide something out of nothing. We want to work with those who already have excellent services and perhaps expand, enhance them like adult daycare programs. There's also, there's always, there's already, sorry, an excellent one in Paso, and they've been looking at various sites. So let's help them. Let's help them find a site. Let's help them get funding, startup funding, et cetera. And that's what we're looking at is the, I mean, there's transportation, there's housing, there's all kinds of, you know, issues that need to be addressed. And thank you, Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Bork. The Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice, Sierra Body Shop, Royal Grandy Home and Garden, Doug McMillan, The Natural Toolbox with Roxy Buchanan, Couts' Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, The Halcyon Store in Grover Beach, United Way of San Luis Obispo County, Brenda Hour Real Estate, and Splash Cafe. Well, our area, the five cities area, certainly has room for an adult daycare center so i'm i appreciate you talking to supervisor paulding and maybe we can get his ear on that oh he is he's on board he's totally on board he was on that call that we had just earlier today oh very good and do you you meet once a month that group the policy group yes and is it you meet by zoom now as opposed to going somewhere yes which i mean the one thing i think that was good about covid is we're, we're accessing Zoom because many folks couldn't, you know, get to the various parts of the county to attend certain functions, and now we can. Oh, this is, it. it's a wonderful thing, mm -hmm. contrary to, to the doubters. It really, it broadened our horizons. It certainly did. Now, are you available to, as a speaker to groups in the area, to Rotaries, Kiwanis, Thank you for asking. I even have, let me grab it. I even have a little uh, handout uh, that lists the different talks that I do. I know you can't see it, but um, brain health services and benefits of geriatric care management, difference between normal aging and memory, et cetera. So I have, a, I don't know, 12, I think, different talks that I do for free for groups that don't charge. So if, for example, if someone's hosting a health fair, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm there. If, all you have to do is invite me and if my schedule allows. So if you offer a free event, um, I'm happy to go and uh, uh, share about what I know. Oh, I'm going to hook you up right away with uh, one of the <laughs> Rotary Clubs. We want to thank you very much for being our guest. And I know this is the first time of many times. And uh, 
You are a professional. Thank you very much, Alex Morris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Anita. I, I really appreciate being here. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week and goodbye. You've been listening to the Fismo Beach Today Show with Anita Shower on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. For comments, questions, and to hear this broadcast in its entirety, find the podcast at 920kvec.com. The 920 KVEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.